Polly. Hey, Costa. How's it going? Good, mate. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Round uh, round seven is in the books. Uh, have I told you that? Have I have I ever said to you how round seven is like my favorite round? You mentioned this in passing the other day, and I like I was like, well, okay, what's what about round seven is so special? Uh, nothing, but it just seems to be like the the fulcrum of kind of the hopefulness of the season um, <laughs> building up, and then kind of the end of this, like although the end of the season is like, or the end of the Supercoach season is like you know eighteen weeks away or or whatever. Um, it kind of, I think, after round seven, you kind of like it appears on the horizon. So. So and, and I and I start getting like anxious. I'm like, oh, oh I'm gonna have time without Supercoach and without footy and rah rah rah. And, and yeah, from from this week, I kind of start feeling it. I think um, I th- I think the NFL draft is on this week as well, and maybe that sort of ties in with with that anxiety because I'm kind of thinking, starting to think about NFL as well. But but yeah, round, round, also you feel like your team's sort of finally coming together around round seven as well. So I just feel like the stars align, everything is good in the world, and then comes shitty round eight. <laughs> so you're already by round eight starting to get anxious oh, yeah. 20, about the end of a 26 round football season. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> That's uh, the, the words of a true addict. Yeah. So how are you going, Supercoach wise? Uh, not too bad. I can't like so two weeks ago, um, you recorded an episode and you didn't, didn't even bother mentioning that you beat me by three points in our head to head matchup. It just wasn't well, even relevant to you. It did. You weren't you weren't on the pod, so it didn't seem that relevant. Anyway. Yeah, and that was that was on updates. Yeah, that was on updates was as well. Behind, yeah. and then I updated you. Hey, yes. have I told you, like, have I described much about the Turbo's Hemi Cup to you? I was about to say, you're leading it, aren't you? So that's the thing. And this is, you know, I bitched and moaned about head-to-head on this um, this podcast many times. But yeah. so I'm leading the Turbo's Hemi Cup um, in overall points. Mm-hmm. Um, so hang on. So maybe I should just backtrack and describe a little bit what the Turbo's Hemi Cup is. Mm-hmm. Um it's a it's a podcaster league, so it's a league mm-hmm. with with a bunch of the guys that do po- podcasts. Um, so uh, Wilfred's there from the Supercoach Champions podcast. Um, I think there's three guys from the SC Playbook podcast. Um, there's Des and the Supercoach Spy and Tim. What's his face? Um, it's like Celebrity Survivor. Yeah, it's like Celebrity Survivor exactly. The Supercoach All-Stars are there, Supercoach 360, there's like a bunch of them. Anyway, so the league is is a pretty shit-hot league, as you'd, you'd hope it would be, given, mm-hmm. given it's a podcaster's league. The league is actually coming fifth overall. Wow, okay. Yeah, so... Strong. It is strong, and there's about 10 of us in the top... I think there's at least five of us in the top 500. Okay. Uh, overall. Anyway, I'm, I'm currently ranked 154th, mm-hmm. and I'm leading in overall points. Yep. But I am zero and five in head to head in that league. <laughs> and my my against is well is like about hundred and fifty points higher than the leading guys who's who's five and zero. Yeah, right. He's yeah. he's four. Yeah. 
Yeah. So last week I scored the third highest score in the league and got got done by the highest score in the league. And of course, um, <laughs> the guy had Sebo, and he was, I think, one of two guys in the 20 person league with Sebo. Yeah, okay. He scored 157, and that was what did me in the end. I got done by about 60 points. Yep. Yep. Same old, same old. Anyway, so, so how are you going? We didn't get get to that. Uh, okay, so, so uh, not that anyone cares, but head to head, I'm. Uh, three wins, two losses coming, I think, seventh or eighth at the moment. My two losses are by three points to you and by six points to someone else. So, uh, right. yeah, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as you, as you say, you only care about overall. So, uh, 2,700th, roughly. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, well, it's not great, but, you know, like... I think I've I think I've had a bit of a rough start um, to the season, and I'm trying to pull it together. And I, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. But yeah, twenty seven hundred, and we'll see how we go. I, I'm really really struggling with money making though. But yeah, that's yeah. Well, I reckon you're making a shitload more money than I am at the moment. I've basically stalled in money making altogether. Yeah, right. It's going to be an interesting kind of experiment as this season goes on because I've really gone down the road this year of just points over money. Yeah. And um, when I look amongst, because now I'm sort of comparing myself to the sort of top 100 ranked teams, mm-hmm. and I'm up like about a million dollars off them in a lot of a lot of the guys. So I'm like 11.7 million or something at the moment. And there's a lot, guy, a lot of guys in the high 12s. Whoa. Really? Sure. Let me just double check that. No, that can't be right. That can't be right. That's ridiculous. I'm eleven point five, but I've got two. I think I've got like two hundred k in the bank. I don't think it includes that. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I'm like eleven point. Uh, I'm like eleven point three, but I've got like yeah, half a mil in the bank. Right. So you're only a bit above me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the guy that's coming first is twelve point five. Whoa. And there's a guy that's coming fifth, twelve point eight. Far out. I'm going to have to have a look at that guy's team and see where his money's coming from. Have you still got Teddy? I do, yeah. So some of the guys that split Teddy at, yeah. at sort of 850k or whatever he was, yeah, that, that would be like a 300k difference there yeah. in one go. And if, that, if the guys that they traded to made money, there's, there's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, it just goes to show it doesn't necessarily matter that much. Like, I don't. I do feel like I've got some depth problems, but you know I'm still in the top 160, and I'm, my team value is way down. Yeah. So, a few things I want to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about fullbacks again. I know mm-hmm. that we talk about fullbacks almost every week, but I think it's relevant again. Yep. Um, so I've done some analysis of some of the the top fullback choices. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everything's changing with the fullbacks, kind of week to week. This week we've got Teddy being a kind of you know, he may play or may yep. not play. He's been named, but he's got to go get through the concussion protocols. Mm-hmm. Because of his head knock, he's going to lose a bunch more money. Mm-hmm. So the, I think if you're going to sell him, it's probably now or never. Mm-hmm. Well, not now or never, but now or not for a while. Yep. And obviously, Ponga and Turbo's form just looks great. Particularly, mm-hmm. Turbo looked great on the weekend. So maybe some people's fears have been allayed about trading Turbo in, potentially. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So to 
basically, as we move from week to week, things have changed. Gutherson obviously was actually the pick of the bunch last week in terms of scoring, and and congrats to whoever traded him in because I yeah. kind of poo-pooed him a bit last week, but he proved me probably wrong. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I, I, I'll get into that a little bit more, but I also I think that will lead in nicely to a discussion about buy planning in general. Because okay. I'm starting to look at my numbers for the buys, and it's uh, it's not particularly good reading. Mm, yeah, I, I've I've come across the same dilemma, and I, th- I thought I started the season with good numbers for for the first buy, and I've just kind of whittled away some of those guys. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So so back to the fullbacks. So so as I said, so Teddy's Teddy got that head knock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably fifty fifty to play. It's a six day turnaround. They said that he didn't present with any um, symptoms on Monday. Okay. So theoretically, if he can sort of get through day by day the protocols, he should be okay. Yep. In some ways, I don't want him to play because I'm considering trading him and I feel like, well, this week it's going to be hard to trade him because the guy I want to trade him to, which is Ponga, um, doesn't have a particularly good game, but also... There's guys like Simpkin and Curran, and I also want to beat a Pangai. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's going to be hard to to do those trades this week. Now that Curran, that's the big news tonight, by the way. Curran got off. Yep. Yeah. So, so I feel like if you want to trade Teddy this week, you probably got to do it either this week or or right before the buys, because mm-hmm. he's about to lose a bunch of money. But one thing, so one thing that I've done is. I've looked at Gutherson, Ponga, Teddy, and Turbo, mm-hmm. and I've compared their draws over the next 10 weeks until the end of the buy period. Okay. So a few things jump out of that analysis. Mm-hmm. The first thing is this. Ponga, Teddy, and Turbo are all going to play Origin, right? Exactly. So Gutherson gets an extra game, theoretically. Well, hang on. He might do. Well, he might get a lot more than that. Okay. Now... Teddy and Ponga play both of their backup games on the Saturday night. Okay. So so round 14 and round 18, they play on the Saturday night, which is a three-day turnaround from Origin. Mm-hmm. Turbo plays both of his back eight, backup games on the Friday night. Ooh. If I know Robbo, mm-hmm. Robbo's been inclined to, to rest Teddy of late. Mm-hmm. Given they have a pretty good replacement in Manu, I fully expect Teddy to get rested. Okay. Given his, you know, his big schedule over the over the years, mm-hmm. uh, Turbo, you'd think is an absolute no-brainer that he's rested, given his hamstring problems. Like, are you going to play him two days later after an Origin game? Yep. Like, you, I just can't see them playing him, given given his injury history and how important he is to that team and him staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Ponga, you know, he's young. He doesn't have a terrible injury history. History. Maybe they play him. Yeah. But I do feel like Tex Hoy has shown himself to be a capable replacement. And so maybe O'Brien will be okay with, with playing Hoy for a couple of weeks and not risking his, his number one guy. Mm-hmm. So there is a world where if you have Ponga and Teddy or Teddy and Turbo, that you have no fullback for four rounds over Origin. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Can you go four rounds copying AEs? Surely not. No, no, you can't. You can't. Can't right. Mm. So you basically have to trade one of them. Okay. At least one of them. If you if you're running one of those combos up until the origin period, you're going to have to trade one of them. 
Yep. So then you think about, all right, well, which one am I going to trade? Mm-hmm. So Teddy, assuming he doesn't play round 14 and 18, you know who's, who his 15 and 16 matchups are? No. The Panthers and the Storm. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So he's going to play two out of six games, potentially, and those two games are going to be against the Panthers and the Storm. Yep. So he's a must-sell. Sounds like it. Right? I don't think you can hold Teddy over that period. Yeah. Okay. Now, his draw is pretty good over the next four weeks. So if he plays this week, he, he's got Newcastle, which is pretty good. But, you know, as mm-hmm. we said, he's a 50-50 play. Yep. Then he's got Power, which is a pretty tough game. But then he's got the Cowboys and Broncos in a row. And then the Raiders, who haven't been that great lately. Mm-hmm. So my question, I guess, to you is... Let's assume that you have to trade Teddy over Origin. Mm-hmm. He's about to lose a bunch of cash because he's got that 17 in his rolling average. Yep. On current form, does he score well enough against the Cowboys and Broncos to get his value back up so that when you need to trade him prior to Origin, you can actually trade him to someone decent? Uh... So, okay. So here's, here's, here's my first question. Do you think that someone decent might be trading him back to Pappenhausen? Well, Pappenhausen play Origin as well. Really? The difference with Pappenhausen is that he'll back up because he's going to be on the bench. Yeah. So Pappenhausen will play more games. But I'd, I'd assume if you're going to trade someone for the Origin period, you'd trade them to someone that's actually going to play, like a Gutherson or even a... AJ Grimson or someone or Dufty, yeah. Gutherson's draw over the origin period is very good. Mm-hmm. So he plays, in, in round 13, he plays Newcastle and then he plays the Tigers Bulldogs before it gets a bit harder against the Panthers and then he's got his bye. And then round 18, when theoretically none of those guys would be playing, he plays the Titans. Yep. So it's pretty good apart from the Panthers. Yep. But his, his draw apart from this week, so he's got a good game this week against the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. But then it does get a little bit tough. He's got the Roosters, Warriors, a rejuvenated Manly and then Souths. Mm. Yep. So if you got on Gutherson last week, I think you're laughing because he's got that that good game this week against the Bulldogs and he's definitely obviously a hold all the way through now. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this week I think he's more marginal. Mm. When you compare him to, to the likes of Ponga and Teddy and Turbo, so Ponga's mm. got the Roosters this week, which is tough, but then he's got Canberra, who we said have leaked a lot of points to fullbacks. And then the Tigers, Cowboys, and Manly. Mm. And Teddy has the Cowboys and Broncos. Yep. Over the next month. Yep. So I don't necessarily think that Gutherson is a trade in this week. Although I suppose if you're playing the long game, perhaps he is. It's tough. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is tough. I think I think I have to give Teddy the benefit of the doubt and if he is fit to play this weekend, I'll hold him. Uh, I'll, I'll hold him through. And there's another reason that I'm saying that for myself, which is I've got half a million dollars in the bank as it is. Like I need to kind of start spending it. Um, I'm not sure that trading Teddy out is the best way to start spending that money. But you know, that's that's just me. Um, last week when you were speaking about centers a little bit, you brought up Zach Lomax and 
how good his draw would be. And obviously, Dufty has the same draw. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, Max yeah. dropped a big turd on the weekend, but he yeah. Did. He did. Um, but that means he's cheap. It's getting cheaper. Yeah. Um, but Dufty, yeah, I think Dufty actually is the is the best of the sort of potty fallback options. Yeah, I still don't think I would do it until origin time. Hmm. Despite his good draw, I just can't see him like banging out those one fifties. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think I'll hold Teddy this week regardless of whether he plays or not, just because I've got to get Simkin in and I want Pangai. Okay. If he doesn't play, I think I'm going to be tempted to trade him to Ponga. Okay. Just because they've actually got a, a very similar draw, even after this week, it's it's sort of you could argue it's about as good as each other. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's more likely to back up, as we said after Origin. Yeah. But I just like the the Roosters still look really clunky. I mean, let's not forget that that Teddy was only on 17 points after like 35 minutes in that game. Yeah. There were no signs of improvement, really. Now, they the game opened up a bit in the second half and he could have scored well, but we don't know that. Like, he just... I'm just worried about him. Like, he's just not scoring that well. And as I say, like, one more price drop and then I think you, you're in... You have to hold him because the difference between, say, a Pong or a Turbo is just becomes massive because they're both going to make money this week. That's right. So... Yeah, I think if he doesn't play, the difference is still going to be small enough to a Ponga or a Turbo that you can probably still get them. Mm-hmm. But one more price drop and it's it's an expensive trade. Yeah. And you really are locking in. You're, like, you're kind of selling at the low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're locking in those price drops. Yeah, no, I yeah, I hate selling at the low, which is which is a reason why I'm, I'm holding on to my friend Junior Paulo, but that's another story. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm just I'm just not confident in... It's not Teddy's fault. I'm just not confident in the team around him. I think Verrills is going to make a big difference. I assume Verrills will end up starting this week. Yeah. But the halves just aren't giving him the ball that he needs. Despite Sam Walker being a good player, it's not... The ball's not going to Teddy like it used to. Maybe not. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I'm actually more confident in the right-side attack of that team, though. Like... You know, Tupanu is obviously still getting through scoring tries. Brett Morris had, you know, a quiet week and still scored 66. Um, you know, Walker, Walker can put people through. I'd be, I'd be a lot more worried about the left-hand side, but the right is doing good. I, I feel like Teddy will come... Teddy, Teddy will get that ball. Um, maybe the plays have changed a little bit and he's off the focal point. But he's just not... Like, he was... I don't know. The more the more I look at those games, the more I'm seeing how much he's missing Kiri. Like Kiri would just play really quick on that, like take that blindside option. Yeah. Play super fast. Yeah. And and just create holes for Teddy. And it's just not happening at the moment. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, look, it's a obviously it's the new combinations, as I said, Verils will help. Um so it could improve and you know, against the Bulldogs. Sorry, against the Broncos and the Cowboys in rounds 10 and 11, there is the scope for lots of points there. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just not confident that he's actually going to get those big scores in that team at the moment. Whereas 
I do think that Ponga could put a bit of a pasting on some of those teams, like the, like the Tigers and the Cowboys, particularly with the kicking as well. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah, I get it, but I, but I think I'm a hold, personally. Okay. So, all right. I mean, that probably brings us to buy planning in in more of a generality. Yep. So how, well, firstly, what are your numbers looking like for round 13? Not great. I think I've only got eight or nine if uh, the players that I expect to play Origin will play Origin. Um, yeah, okay. Which, yeah, which is not ideal. Now, so we're going to round eight. So that's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. So that's 12 trades. So that should be enough trades to to get a decent decent number of players for round 13 but um but yeah i don't know i just i i feel how like many... a little bit on the back foot well okay let's think about this so how many trades have you used thus far uh i have 27 trades left so what's that i've used 10. okay so let's say you and, and let's say you've got i don't know eight let's say you've got eight now that are going to play or uh, that are going to play round 13. yep and you want to get that number to about 15. Yep. You'd have to use at least seven more. But let's say you're going to use one or two more for injuries, so maybe mm-hmm. eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So what? let's say you use nine trades between now and then. Mm-hmm. How many does that leave you with? Uh, well, what's that? Uh, 18. Okay. Now, how many have you got right now in your team that will play around 17? Ooh. Um, when I did this, it was bleak as fuck. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Six <laughs> if I'm lucky. Six, six if I'm if lucky. You're lucky. Yeah. So, so right. So you're going to have 18 trades left. And then you've got, let's assume that none of those trades you've made, except for maybe, say, Josh Curran, are going to be guys that are going to be able to, to fill your team for round 17. Uh-huh. So you're going to be on like something like six or seven. Yep. So really, to get a decent number, you're going to have to make another at least six, seven, seven trades there. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're going to have a couple more injuries mm-hmm. potentially. Yep. That's leaving you with like maybe eight for the round home. Yep. For the run home. Yep. Which is not great. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. And you saved a couple of trades. I haven't saved any yet. I've max traded. Yeah. Right. And. And my numbers for round seventeen. So I think I've got about round, uh, uh, got about ten at the moment for round thirteen. I reckon. Mm-hmm. But this is my star-studded lineup for round seventeen at the moment. Mm. Ryan James. Yeah. Josh Curran. Mm-hmm. Who you've already got? Or are you getting him this week? I'm going to get him this week, probably. Okay. okay. This week or next? Yeah. But anyway, uh, Sam Walker. Mm-hmm. Jason Saab, mm-hmm. Bailey Simonson. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Sexy. <laughs> that's like 100 points maybe combined. Yeah. Um, and I've already max traded. So I've only got, if I use two this week, which I'm going to, I only have 23 left. Uh-huh. To build a decent number for round 17, I'll, I'll need to use at least six or seven more. Um, including some of the, the ones I want to do that aren't necessarily. 
uh, so for, for round 13. So, you know, we're talking about 15 or 16 left, but probably use another eight between. So as we said, yeah, even to get to a number like 13 for round 17, I'm going to be like limping home with about eight trades. Mm. And and the, like one thing I want to talk about is if you're trading guys just for round 13, mm. almost by definition, you're, you're like cannibalizing yourself around 17. Yeah, but the difference is the round 13 is closer. Like things happen between 13 and 17 that you can't predict. You have to like... I, I don't I don't know how else to uh, how should I say it's, uh, I, I don't know how how else to to think about it like um, well you know, unless well, yeah. unless there's a guy unless there's a guy who's putting his hand up and whose buy is oh sorry who's playing round seventeen uh, who would be the obvious trade in uh, were it not for the buys. I think I think it's not relevant. So so let me let me put this to you. Okay, so I, I just talked about Sam Walker, right? Yep. So I've got Sam Walker, and he's he's looking pretty good. Like he looks like a play most weeks when they've unless they've got like a really hard game. Yep. So I could I could wait until round twelve or round thirteen when he's probably pretty close to maxed out in price, mm-hmm. and I could trade him for some some guy, some halfback that has a pretty good draw. And plays round thirteen, like maybe a Ben Hunt, just to get uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, of weeks them, right? no, because if you're trading him, okay. So if you're talking about trading like someone like Sam Walker to Ben Hunt, and then trading Ben Hunt back to like a round seventeen player, no, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, so no, you, no, you, you can't, can't do that, right? You can't do that. You can't do that because then you're wasting two trades to get maybe one. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely one score can't. or something. Yeah, you can't flip each position twice, even without injuries. There's just not enough that's, trades to flip each position twice. That's exactly right. So, so that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, oh, you've okay. got to, you can't be doing those trades. So, no, no. so, what are the trades you are doing that aren't trades like that? I think I think the trades you, the trades that you are doing are obviously up to keepers that will play around thirteen. So that's why sort of the, the Tavita Pangai's um, are being are being discussed at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then I think maybe closer to closer to round thirteen, you get the guy who doesn't cost a whole heap of money and has had like a great like round eleven game or something like that, and you can just ride the price rise through round thirteen and trade him up. So then, at, so then at least maybe you are um, you are so, sort of you know, using him to to speed you up to a keeper where you otherwise didn't have one. But obviously, trade you, you don't trade a keeper out. That's rule number one. Um, but you know, who's a good, let me just find a good example of this. So, so when you say you don't trade a keeper out, I, I mostly agree with that. But I think the Origin players you can potentially make a case, particularly as we just talked about the with the fullbacks, yeah, so like the fullbacks. If you think they're going to get rested. They're going to miss three, four games. I think there is a an, an argument to trade them out. Yeah. So I think what you've got to be doing, and this is kind of what I was setting up for, is as you say, you've got to be still trading with improvements to your team in mind, and and trying to get to that sort of final seventeen. And and apart from 
you know, maybe one trade here or there. I don't think you want to be breaking your team just for the buys. Like, That's right. As we said, like maybe at a position like fullback, if you're going to end up running two guys that aren't going to play for a bunch of a bunch of games, then maybe you have to make one trade there just so you don't have to play a bunch of AEs. Yeah. Um, and that might weaken your team a little bit in the short term. Yeah. But that's that's the exception to the rule. I think you've got to think about how you can set up your team for the buys, but still continually improve your team and, and where possible get in kind of the best guys in each of the positions. One one thing you can do is in that that final week, once the teams are named, so in the like in the lead up to round thirteen, mm-hmm. when the when the buy teams are named, you could downgrade a couple of guys to, you know, one off bottom dollar cheapies that just happen to get named that round. Potentially, if there's like an origin spot that that opens up, I yeah okay. So so my th- my practice is to do that for round seventeen, but not for round thirteen. Because by around thirteen, I'm still looking to generate a little bit of money. So I'd, you know, if if I have a guy who's not a keeper, um, and he's like four hundred eighty thousand dollars, I would prefer to trade him down to a two hundred fifty thousand dollar guy who ha- happens to be playing around thirteen and might get a few more games through injury or or some other reason, um, rather than down to a base price guy who will play one game and then disappear. That's that's round thirteen, round seventeen definitely enough you know enough you guys out get someone who plays once but I think thirteen is too early it's halfway through the season only. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So I think this year I'm probably I'm going to be aiming so I'll probably be looking at a collective number between mm-hmm. rounds thirteen and seventeen. Yeah, and I think. The, the average of that number is going to be somewhere around, well, not the average, the sum of that those two numbers is going to be yeah. somewhere around the 25 mark. Okay. Um, maybe 26, sort of 13, an average of 13 each round. Yep. 13 and 17. Mm-hmm. It might be a little more for round 13 because I'm better set up. So mm-hmm. I think I can probably get to maybe 15. Yep. Depending, per, depending on origin selections, guys like Toto and Luai mm-hmm. are the kind of, 50-50 ones that I'm not sure about. Yep. So somewhere between, I don't know, 14 and 16 maybe for around, for around 13. Yep. But but I think that number will be down to more like 11, 12 for around 17. And I'm going to be, I'm going to have to just be okay with that mm-hmm. without, you know, completely destroying my team. Yeah. And I think the quality of those numbers for around 17 is going to be lower just looking at the teams that are playing. And again, I'm going to have to be okay with that. Because mm-hmm. there are a few key guys like kind of your Tohu Harris's um, that look like there might be good trade-ins for that round, but there's, there's not that many. No. Yeah, it's a tough one. That round 17 is going to be an absolute bloodbath, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well. Hey, uh, you talked about Val Holmes a little bit last week. Oh, he's killing me. Yeah. He's killing me. Since I, he's, he's going so well. I, I kind of thought about him just a little bit a couple of weeks ago and then went, Brian Kelly and he's outscored him by about a hundred points in that, in that those two weeks. Mm. What do you think about him? I, I, like I really don't know what to think. That's that's the thing. Like you know, it, the last the last couple of games he's really started putting it on. You know, one was against the Bulldogs, fine. Um, but last week against Canberra, you wouldn't expect a good score. Put up ninety seven points. He's, yeah. I, don't, I really don't know. I really don't know. Like, 
the Cowboys won three in a row or something out of nowhere? Maybe Peyton can coach. Fuck. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's a tough one. He's going to play Origin, right? Like, yeah. do you get in an Origin player now? But he's looking so good. He's just racking he's looking, up the Yeah, he's looking so good, but I don't think he... Uh, I, I don't think he's transcendent enough in the center position to justify getting him in. Like the only the only guy that I've really thought about who will play Origin um, that I could possibly get in this week is Payne Haas. Um, but you know, after after looking at Pangai, I think Pangai ticks too many more too many more boxes, so he gets the first cho- first choice. I'm gonna get both of them. I've already got Payne Haas. No, Pangai. yeah, you've already got Haas. Yeah. And I'm going to get Pango this week, and it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside seeing both of them up there. Yeah, I'm sure. Because my front row has just been so shit all year. So yeah. seeing a strong front row, even though front row is probably the least sexy position, it is uh-huh. just nice to see a couple of guns up there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so you want? I think you wanted to talk about the front row position a little bit. Uh, I did. Just, just to sort of discuss how much of a wasteland it is. I know, I know, you talked talked a little bit about that last week, and maybe that just makes it a totally irrelevant position. Um, and you know, if you've got some guy who's averaging high fifties or low sixties or something like that, that'll do, and just sit on that guy for the rest of the season. Um, but I really, yeah, I, I don't know where to go with this position. A lot of people, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, so what we didn't talk about last week is, so we talked about some of the, the kind of the guys that I was interested in last week. Yeah. That look like, you know, they're either value or going to score well. Yeah. We didn't talk about the guys that I think you're talking about that have really fallen away in recent times. Mm. So, like, Clemmer, Paulo. Um, Fisher Harris. Fisher Harris. Like, mm. David Safidi. Uh, Daniel Safidi, sorry. Yeah. Um, those sort of guys who have got actually pretty good pedigree mm. have really fallen away. And I think, so I think Clemmer is basically carrying an injury. Yeah, he and is. So his, his minutes are a bit down. Yep. I have, I have a suspicion that Paulo might also be carrying an injury. I've been thinking the same thing. Like the last three weeks have totally changed for him. He's, he's not involved at all. Um, not really breaking tackles, not throwing offloads. Something's going on with him. I saw him wearing like a massive chest guard the other day. Is that does he always wear that massive chest chest guard? I don't know. I wonder if he might have like a rib injury, like a bit similar to TKO. I want to yeah. talk about TKO in a minute as well. So, because, mm. well, let's just talk about him now. That so so TKO has got a rib cartilage injury. Yes, and I I've actually done that injury before. Uh huh. Um, in my illustrious sports career, do you want to know how I did it? Yeah, tell me. So I'd like to say it was like a contact sport and I got, you know, got hit really hard by some shoulder charge or something. Mm-hmm. How I actually did it was I was playing touch football and I went to put on the patented Costa triple step. Yep. And in doing so, so that so that step is like step one side, step another side, step again. Mm-hmm. Usually on the same spot, not making any territory whatsoever. Yep. And I tripped over my own boots. <laughs> And fell and landed on the football on my ribs, oh. like with my full body weight. Um, it doesn't sound like it would hurt that much because, like, a ball sounds a bit squishy. Yeah, I can tell you what, it hurt like hell. And I couldn't get out of bed for like a month. 
Yeah, right. Um, like I, I did that rib cartilage injury and it was so painful. Like it, literally it hurt to move. Yeah, but, um, but you didn't have the luxury of getting needled up. I didn't, but Jesus, I can't even imagine playing contact sport with that injury. You feel so fragile. Yeah. So I was listening to the NRL physio talk about this the other day and he was saying like in in other like other people that have had that injury it's really affected their output like they do needle up and they play for the the next three or four weeks mm-hmm. but over that time their minutes are down their offloads are down okay um they really kind of struggle from super coach perspective mm-hmm. um so tko has been named on the bench this week which is yeah. a great time yeah in terms of his minutes mm-hmm. uh, and i'm worried as an owner that you know, he's already got a low score in his rolling average. He's just going to get shit minutes for a few weeks. His his price is going to drop a lot. Um, yeah, so I think I think he might be a sell. Hmm. I mean, long term he'll be okay. So if you can sort of not play him for three weeks or something, and then start playing him again during Origin, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm sort of sick of playing Ryan James and whatnot in my seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I get, yeah. I guess the interesting thing is, yeah, who, who are the picks? It looks like, it looks like your guys, um, Pangai and Haas, are going to be the choices going forward. Now, Isaiah Papali'i has retained at the moment his um, starting 13 position. And of course, he still keeps scoring tries. So, you know, he's like a million points better than everybody else. Um, but beyond him, like there's yeah, there's not much. There's not he's much. Very, to look at. He's very very expensive now. He's very expensive. So it'd be it'd be difficult to pick him up now. I mean, the fact that he's retained his start, starting spot is good, but who knows what happens come game day if he gets benched, yeah. and who knows what happens even if he starts, what his minutes look like. Yeah, You'd think if Madison comes on, maybe he, end, he ends up in the kind of middle rotation. So it mm. might not actually be that bad for him. Hmm. Oh, geez, it's hard to pay that much money for him now with that uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't—he didn't actually play huge minutes last week. After he scored his try, he basically basically got benched. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people are bringing Luke Thompson this week. I—I I think that's a pretty solid pick, to be honest. I think it's a great head-to-head player pick. Um, yeah, yeah, solid output. Uh, head-to-head players are a little bit less inclined to look at buy planning, and obviously he's got, he's got around thirteen buy, so not ideal. Um, but yeah, just not just not sold on a guy who plays in a low-scoring team. Yes, he's a front row, but plays in a low-scoring team. Um, isn't going to get the attacking stats, but has had a try um, in his current average. Um, which is yeah, which I think is not probably not going to happen again for the rest of the season. Um, they had a, a couple of like head knocks and whatnot on the weekend, so we got his minutes were a bit inflated, I think. But yeah, look, if you want a guy that's reasonable value, it's going to pump out sixties week after week, lot like probably low sixties, not high sixties, maybe yeah. around sixty. His dual, yeah, I, big drawback that he doesn't play round thirteen at this this point in the season, but. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just doubting that you're going to get the 60s. Like like his PPM at the moment, I think is like 1.4 when it was around, I think it was around 1 last year. Um, I think he will get 60 minutes though. 
Mm, interesting. Okay. So I think he will get around about 60 average, and he's got the occasional kind of tackle break and, and offload in his game. Yeah. Not, not huge amounts of them, but, but some. So I, I think he's okay. Mm. But I don't think he's as good as Haas or, or TPJ. No. And, um, and TPJ kind of not being that much more expensive and probably playing that round 13, although... You know that he could play Origin theoretically. Yeah, I, 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 if I had to put money on it, I'd put more money on him getting suspended before Origin than playing Origin. Well, that's the thing; he's got injury and suspension risk as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think I think Pass and TPJ, Haas and TPJ are the best options at the moment. Yeah, agreed. Um, Lindsay Collins keeps pumping out good scores. He does, but he's, but his score on the weekend was inflated with a try. It actually wasn't that good. Yeah, but he keeps getting attacking stuff. Yeah, I'll be interested to see you know how much Verrells is feeding him um, from hooker. But yeah, look, he's he's a he's a decent player, and with TKO, you know, out or with limited minutes, that would be uh, that would be beneficial for him. Um, oh yeah, and Sam Walker was kicking goals as well. Yeah. And that's the other thing about TKO. Like, I think now that Sam Walker's in the team and kicks goals, there's less need to kind of push TKO's minutes. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the other thing that, that worries me a bit about TKO. And, and he might just flat out just lose that kicking if, you know, Sam Walker can take it over 80 minutes a game. That's true too. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, he could lose it. If Clemmer sort of gets over that injury and starts going back up to 60 minutes, mm. he potentially doesn't play Origin. Really? He plays round thirteen. You don't think he plays Origin? We didn't. He didn't play last year. Uh, they've got a lot of props, right? So they've got Haas, Paulo, um, Safidi, Safidi. Do they even play a fourth prop? Do they play Drake Turbo as a fourth fourth prop? They've got like guys like Tarek Sims. I don't know. If Jake Turbo makes the team. Cam Murray, Isaiah Yo. Yeah. I'm not... And the Paul Vaughan. Yeah. That's true. Crichton. Crichton. I think Crichton and Frizzell will start in the back row. Yep. Um, so I think he's sort of 50-50 to make origin at best. Maybe less than 50-50, to be honest. Okay. And now he's in the 400s. So as soon as we see his minutes kind of go back up and him look a bit freer, mm. he could be a pretty astute pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. What an indictment it is on the entire Manly team that Turbo just shows up and turns them into, like, world beaters. Oh, my God. It's crazy, isn't it? Ruben but, Garrick. Yeah. Cherry just scoring tries at will. Even Jason Saab's making money. Yeah, Jason, that's right. Jason Saab has actually gone past his, his initial price now. Like, how can, how can anybody... In that organization, take responsibility for anything unless their name is Tom Trebovich. I don't know. I've um, actually never seen anything like it. Yeah, like, 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 how can Des even like, you know, cash his wage check at the bank every week without like an air of guilt? <laughs> like people say, Andrew Johns made that much of a difference to like that mm, sort of early two thousands Newcastle team. Yeah. I'm not convinced that he made as much of a difference. 
to Newcastle as Tom Trebojevic is making his manly team. Maybe, maybe this the rest of the manly team is worse than the rest of the Newcastle team was. Um, but but then then like they've instantly gone back to like a top four or five team. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like he makes them like a twenty point better defensive team and a twenty point better attacking team. Yeah. Makes them like net forty points better. Yeah. But I mean the Teddy thing's pretty interesting, right? Like so so I wasn't anticipating Teddy to struggle as much with you know, with other players out as he has. Like it's shown that he's sort of reliant on the team going forward mm. to score points. Yeah. More so than say a Tom Trevojevic, Tom Trevojevic, which who who kind of brings the team along with him, kind of regardless who's there, mm-hmm. regardless of who's there in a way. So that's been quite eye-opening for me. Yeah, yeah, agree. Kind of makes me feel like Turbo is a better player than Teddy, to be honest. Very different, but yeah, I I don't know. I like. I I don't think you can really split them in terms of who's. Okay, can I just quickly ask you a couple things? Yep. So captaincy choices this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually think it's one of the hardest weeks for captaincy choices. I agree. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to do at this point. What, what are you thinking? I think if I think if there's a good opportunity to loop David Fafida, then I would put the VC on him and the captain on one of the Penrith players, and I would actually lean towards top, over Cleary this week. Um, Straight up captaincy. Top, oh. Yep. Wow. Um, well, that's you know I think their game is after after the the Titans one, so. I will have already had a look at the feeder, um, but if you don't have, if you can't loop, then I, w- I would straight up captain David feeder. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm, I think I'm leaning probably the similar way, probably VC for feeder. Could even VC someone like Pangai against the Titans. Yeah, um, and then captain. I'm probably going to captain Cleary. I think against against Manly. Okay. Um, okay. I think he's probably the most solid option there. I, I just feel like um, I actually feel like you know the left winger running against um, whoever it is Sabo Garrick on on that side actually has more opportunities to to get a massive score and I th- if I remember correctly oh well, actually maybe I don't remember correctly but I think I thought when they played earlier earlier in the year Toto outscored Cleary but I might be wrong about that he did but that was in the pre-turbo world yeah okay so i'm just not sure any of the outside backs are actually going to do that well against manly with turbo in it yeah which yep. is wildly towards cleary but anyway yeah um hey just quickly the searching for Corey uh for Corey parker unlimited group mm-hmm. um we've now got four guys in the top 100 wow that's very impressive yeah so luke with the penrith powerhouse team is now coming seventh overall oh. yeah um, so well, well done. done Luke. Luke. Uh, I'm coming fifth overall um, at a you know 150 odd, uh, mm-hmm. and then we've got three other guys in between. So mm-hmm. yeah, pretty pretty solid. So the, I'll just read out the the number. It's four six nine one zero one. If you want to join that unlimited group and uh, and give it to Polly and I. Mm. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. No, thank you. Uh, and can't wait to chat again soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right, see you, mate. See ya. Wait. Bye. Bye.